hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mike the Gardener Gardening Podcast, sponsored by those lovely people at Natural Grower, who supply plant-based products for both organic and chemical-free gardening and your houseplants. Crammed with certified organic growing power, if you're looking for amazing results with all of your fruit and vegetables, your flower beds, your lawns and houseplants, then Natural Growers award-winning certified organic peat-free compost and fertiliser knock the socks off chemical products. All products are certified organic, 100% chemical-free and 100% peat-free. And those lovely people at Natural Grower have given me an exclusive 10% discount off all products for my listeners. Just pop Mike 10, M-I-C, the number 10, in the apply coupon field when you check out. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mike the Gardener Gardening Podcast. Well, this episode was recorded on the 1st of March. So, here are a few facts about March before we get started today. Did you know March is named after Mars, the Roman god of war? So, for those of you who thought Mars was a popular chocolate bar here in the UK, please move to the back of the class and hang your heads in disgrace. But most importantly, I guess we all rather think or hope of March as being the very beginning of spring as March brings the vernal equinox, the full worm moon, and the return of what we call daylight saving time. In other words, for us here in the UK, the clocks spring forward, allowing an extra hour of daylight to give us that much needed extra 60 minutes of gardening time. And after the dull and dark days of January and February, March is frankly a blessed relief. However, that having been said, much like today, it's been one of the coldest and wettest days of the year so far, so you never know. Now, as luck would have it, or not, depending upon your stance, it was the day I ventured back to Ben and Otis's allotment to see what's going on there this year. Now, those of you who are regulars to the podcast will know that Ben and Otis started their allotment just last year. And although both having some knowledge of Grow Your Own, this was their very first attempt at setting up and running their own allotment plot. Hence, our popular and periodic feature, the slot from the plot. Now, again, you regulars will know I'm more of an ornamental grower rather than a grow your own kind of guy. But having studied Grow Your Own at college hundreds of years ago, it's been rather nice for me to keep my hand in by visiting Otis and Ben at their allotment to see exactly what's going on and to pass that information on to all of you. So today, in somewhat reflective mood, we look back at the first growing season to see what worked well, what didn't work so well, And then we look ahead to see what this year will bring, including some exciting new introductions to the plot. So I started by asking Otis what exactly he was planning to do there today. I am starting to spread some well-rotted horse manure that has kindly been dropped off by a local um, 
horse keepers. So that's for the whole allotment. They actually come up here and sort of like let you use their sort of horse manure. Yeah, no, they um, bring it on quite a regular basis, especially at this time of year when you're preparing the beds ready for the new season. So, And also um, like chip bark from shredding hedgerows and stuff for the paths to keep weeds down. So this is your second season. How did it go last year? I think last year, as a first time allotment here, well, it is, <laughs> two of us, um, we'd had a very successful year, actually. There was a few failing crops, which we didn't know why, but it happened. But, yeah, no, we had so much produce, we were giving it away left, right and centre. Well, you ate a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, there was there was quite a lot. So what did really well last year? We're starting in the polytunnel, chilies and peppers were just amazing absolutely amazing and so were the tomatoes and the cucumbers all the tunnel worked out really well the only thing that let us down a little bit was probably the aubergines because i didn't realize you have to cut the tops out and they were not put enough energy into their fruits so moving away from what didn't go so well what else went really really well because you had lots of crops you had lots of potatoes as well yeah lots of potatoes which we've just finished eating now so that that got us through the winter quite well um also we're just finishing the um the winter leeks which we've been out here and been frosted on as well which you're meant to do and been really good you've eaten a lot of them as well <laughs> actually the leeks have been very nice do you remember what variety it was i think it was musselberg those ones yeah no the, the leeks were very very good so what else did well up here what else did we have good well we had courgettes coming out of our ears um salad crops was just well ridiculous we ended up giving them to give it away and people didn't really want it so we had to compost a lot of that but what was nice about the salad crops is when you buy salad from a shop it seems to go over within days but your salad was so fresh and stayed kept for weeks didn't it really yeah. stayed for a couple of weeks. as long as you um we <laughs> ben purchased a spinner um salad spinner so if we washed it each time and then put it in airtight containers it stored for at least two weeks it was absolutely fresh as anything so is there anything this year that you won't be growing because it didn't go particularly well last year? No, not really. Like last year we failed on peas, they didn't work out at all, but I don't want to give up on the first year, so we're going to try them again. Um, Brussels sprouts were a disaster the first time because either deer or rabbits came and ate them all. And then we had a bit of a real bumper crop of them. And when we went to harvest them at Christmas, some, I guess some sort of caterpillar was in them somewhere and just put holes for all of them it was such a shame because they were we had about 30 stems of really nice looking sprouts yeah the sprouts look really promising and i know sprouts is something that divides people people either love them or hate them and <laughs> i love them and i was having a beady eye on them thinking how wonderful to have your <laughs> sprouts at christmas christmas was ruined in that manner of things <laughs> a complete washout and also sweet corn you had sweet corn that was looking amazing i was hoping you weren't going to mention that <laughs> sorry <laughs> Tell us, go and tell us. There's a problem on the whole site with sweet corn. It grows so well because the soil is so fertile and does hold on to moisture, even though it gets dry on top. And we had such good crop on them. And then Mr. Mr. Roll and the rat came along and ate them all. But we were a bit too late. Some people have been putting upside down bottles on each one to try and stop the rats. And it has worked apparently. So I'm not sure if we're going to do it again this year. Not sure. Probably will. But try doing some sort of preventative really. Someone said, I, th I think I mentioned it to you, putting old socks over the sweet corn as well to stop rats nibbling at the sweet corn. Wow. I don't know if I want to put my Ralph Lauren's, Lauren's socks on. <laughs> <laughs> How the other half live. <laughs> so you talked about the soil then. You have got really, really good soil up here. And as you've just said, you're sort of forking in or actually just laying on the tops and well-rotted manure. What is the soil like up here for those who didn't listen last year? It's a lot 
been a lot easier to prepare ready for this year because last year was a, it was just a grass block and it was really hard to dig over so really heavy and everything but this year now it's had two lots of like manure incorporated now we're starting to get good structure now so it's very fertile and it, it does the ground surprisingly hold on to the moisture you know in the summer it dried out you've got very good soil here i'm quite envious it, it as you say it's very moisture retentive it's free draining but the most important thing is it's a good soil good hearty soil here yeah, no, it's obviously it's so important the more you grow you've got to put back in what you the vegetables are taken out so we've just got to keep on adding to it really so in terms of the structure of the plot what are you going to do structurally this year to because i can see there's planks of wood lying around in different places well i'm still waiting for ben who's more able to do things like that is to put all the edges around all the raised beds and so then we can finally get some bark and bark the paths down they've got the weed membrane on but we need you know it will smarten up no end by having all the paths done so in terms of time because it was your first year last year roughly how much time do you reckon you spent up here well initially we had quite a lot of help in hands like yourself peter my uncle and obviously ben um we spent a long lot of hours every night for the first two weeks probably two three hours a night up here really you know preparing it getting rid of the turf and stuff like that but um go, then going forward with water and weed and everything you're probably up here a good hour and a half two hours a night yeah because remember last year was a really hot dry summer so how did you cope with the watering because you were up here quite a few nights weren't you for that yeah because when i finished work it was still kind of hot so i came up and done a little bit of weeding and stuff like that and then ben came up later on in the car when it you know clouded over a bit so we could water things without scorching stuff so we just had to come up most nights to be honest but we're lucky because we got um water tanks that are dotted up through the site right near our plot so and talking of water you actually had water pipes running through your plot which meant you weren't able to use the whole thing but that's now been sorted hasn't it yeah no that's all been sorted yeah that's going to allow us to have two whole beds and one bed which we could only half use and then there was another bed um which we couldn't use at all which um has got a few gooseberries on the outside of it but um that's going to be another project up there so talking about projects then what new projects have you got this year what what crops are you actually putting in at the moment i know you've got some broad beans going in the polytunnel at the moment oh, we've got the paparazzi overhead again look just won't leave us alone <laughs> yeah so what new crops are you growing this year and what's on the go at the moment well we got two varieties of white onions and red onions in which i can't tell you off the top of my head and um, we've also got three types of garlic, one being elephant garlic, and there's a purple stem garlic of some description. Um, we did have one batch of broad beans in the ground, but then we had that real cold snap in January. Yeah. They were coming up, they got to about seven inches and should have come up and fleeced over them, but we didn't, and that's how you learn these things. Well, yeah, that, it's a learning process, isn't it? So for anybody who's maybe setting out on this journey, oh God, I've used the J word, uh, you will learn, but learning by making mistakes is a good thing to do. No, no, most definitely. You know, you don't get defeated. And I just went back and sowed, I've sown some more and they should be up hopefully in a couple of weeks. And then, you know, planting them in modules, now you've got more control of where they come up and whether they're successful or not then, really. Mm. And so what else will you be growing this year and what will you be sowing in the weeks ahead? I'm going to be sowing some chilli plants and pepper plants hopefully soon and then probably in another three weeks time some couple varieties of tomatoes as well Um, and then we'll go on to obviously looking outside when it warms a bit more sowing inside though um, things like courgettes Ben's got this massive pumpkin he wants to grow and then it'll be on to runner beans peas you know all that kind of stuff again 
If you look back at last year, what do you think are the most important lessons you've learned that you'll incorporate this year? Just not to give up when when something fails. Don't get all like, oh, I'm not going up there. It's, you know, it's not working out. You just got to keep going with it. Really, it's not much. You know, because we do it as a living um, gardening. You know, it's not. We don't find it back back breaking work because mm. we're used to it. But yeah, it's just got to keep going at it. And I hear rumor has it that there's going to be a dahlia or a cut flower patch in the allotment this year. What can you tell us about that? Well, I think that will be some had to be followed up on another podcast with um, Mr. Short. But all I know is we got thirty-five to forty dahlias he's bought for the top part of the plot. Somehow, I reckon some of those are going to have to come home as well. <laughs> and uh, I, I believe we're going to have things like zinnias and cornflowers and stuff like that um, threaded for him to pick and take home. So they're buying flowers. But I think that's quite nice because I know sort of last year when we were coming up here, quite a few of the allotments do have flower cutting patches on them and it's just nice because it's just a real splash of colour when you look down from the bottom of the allotments looking up so so dahlias to start with zinnias maybe yeah no definitely not. i'm i was a bit reluctant because i like growing veg really here but um then again we haven't got a massive garden at home and ben likes dahlias so and then we haven't got to buy dahlias and flowers for inside have we <laughs> well i i'm all for the dahlia patch i have to say if i had an allotment because i don't really do the fruit and veg thing it would all be flowers up here so i'm um, really looking forward to seeing how that goes um other people we talked about other people's plots how many people do you get up here at any one time is there quite a sense of community oh there's there's always someone up here like the I know we're up here this afternoon. There's two people up here on their other plots, but like some mornings and especially weekends, I reckon half the plot holders have got people up here. You know, it's really and people don't just stay on their plot; they do walk around and talk to you. It's, you know, it's a really good sense of community. And in the summer and like harvest time, there's we've got communal shed area with communal tools and stuff that we they all do like little evenings and barbecues and that kind of thing and it's quite nice to do that kind of stuff it seems like quite a nice social thing and i remember when i came up here last year when we first started or when you two first started got speaking to some of the allotmenteers and and actually started speaking to a couple of people on the podcast so yeah it is nice to actually see all these plots starting to come to life again this year um have you learned anything from other allotmenteers i've asked like when they not like when they put things in like i've put the onions in and i'm thinking are they actually ever going to do anything? They said, yeah, no, no. Things like that, just asking what varieties are better grown here and what position on plots would you do it and that kind of stuff and how to support certain things because it's easier than just putting a wigwam up. There's loads of other ways you can do stuff. And when you look around, do you see crops that people are growing and think, oh, I hadn't thought of that. I, I ought to have a go at that myself? Yes, I do. And especially when there's like people going on their summer holidays and they got crop all over their allotment and you're thinking, how criminal is it? <laughs> they need to get very friendly with them so we can water their allotment while they're away or something. <laughs> and and seriously, all joking aside, do people share their produce? Isn't there somewhere where you can put excess produce for other people to take away if you've got a glut of stuff? Yeah, no, we, we normally give ours to neighbours and friends. but um, if we Thank you very much. <laughs> but if we did have really too much, yes, there's an area down by the shed, which is not just for produce, but it's for anything like tools, pallets, anything that people need for their plots. You put it down there and you go and help yourself kind of thing. Because obviously most of your produce goes home. Have you changed how you eat at home and what recipes you use? It makes you use it because obviously you don't want it to go off after putting all the time in and everything. And yeah, it's doing different recipes and everything. Yeah, like courgettes, we made um, zucchini pasta quite a few times, which is just literally grated pasta, but um, grated zucchinis. But um, yeah, worked out really well as a healthy option. 
And I mean, certainly the sort of the meals you've cooked for us, it has been sort of a lot of produce from from the plot and stuff that you've given us. It is not, it's just so nice because everybody says about it's never as nice as when it's homegrown. And that's so, so true in terms of taste and freshness. Oh, no, definitely. And, and just like, you know, you can go to a shop and pick up a two leeks and whatever and it's all ready and nice and clean but you come up here you can top and tail them and put it all in the um, compost and you can put that back into the ground as well so there's things like it's just so fresh and it's a bit more you know it's easier going to the shop and picking it up isn't it of course but then again we're only five minutes down the road we pop there and i say let's go and get three leeks instead of going and spending whatever <laughs> i think that must be the nice thing like you say you come up here and you can pull it fresh from the ground you know what's gone into it you know that you haven't been using chemicals on it and it's as fresh as it can possibly be no no i couldn't agree more really it's really it's, it's quite an honor to have one to be fair because they're crying out for people wanting allotments around here and it was quite sad there was two really overgrown ones here but they've been snapped up now and it's like everyone's been occupied now there's none up here a mess really now, the plot that's just up from yours, which has been empty for the whole of the year, when we turned up, I could see some work was being done on the new plot. So tell me, who's actually working on that plot? There's a lady on her own. I guess she's retired now. But yeah, she's on her own. She's taken on a plot, same size as ours. But yeah, she's. I, I haven't spoken to her as such yet. I've seen her, though. But she's, yeah. She's in her 70s, isn't she? I'm not quite sure around that, maybe. I'm not very good at that kind of thing. <laughs> But it, I mean, it just shows that there's people of all ages here, sort of like, it doesn't make any difference what age you are. I mean, if, this man over there who's on his pot now, he's obviously quite elderly, and he's up here, this is his, his reason, isn't it? You know, enjoyment in life and everything, and he's up here, he's not necessarily actually doing anything, he's just walking around there, sat down with a cup of coffee. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's that sense of purpose, isn't it? And I think the couple I spoke to last year, they were saying it's their life coming up here every morning. It just gives them a sense of purpose to come out, even if they're not doing anything, just to sit on the plot, chat to other people and that sense of community. It does put you out there and make you communicate with people, especially like after all the years we've had lockdowns and stuff. It's trying to get back into the routine of you know socialising, isn't it, really? And how do you feel when you come up here? Because you've you've talked about this before, you live with anxiety and depression. How does it make you feel coming up here and spending time away from the crowds? Well, it depends if there's people up here or not. But <laughs> but then again, I enjoy it up here. It's what I'm enjoying doing. It's a real switch off and I can come up here, you know, it sounds silly, but you listen to like the birds and like there's nothing else going on. And it gives you time to reflect on everything and time to think and process stuff. So, yeah, it is a real benefit, yeah. And I think that's a nice thing about the allotments here. You are in the middle of fields. It's just countryside around. There's just a few houses, horses everywhere. I think it's I think it's the most populated place for horses yeah, in, like in the UK, at least. There's so many horses um, per square mile. That's but it's a lot of manure from. <laughs> <laughs> Every cloud has a silver lining. But it is just stood here now. Yeah, it's a cold grey day, but just looking at the trees and the countryside and hearing the birds, it really is quite special, isn't it? I know, really, really, really honoured to have one, to be fair, for, especially for like whatever it is. It was £11, £12 a year. <laughs> and that's the amazing thing. £11, £12 maybe a year. You've got this wonderful sized plot. You've got so much growing on here. It's a free manure. I can't really go wrong, can you? It's, it's yeah, it's a real escape from sort of like the day-to-day life um, and to come up here is amazing. Well, we look forward to coming back up in a few weeks' time, see how it's all going. Well, and I look forward to 
continuing this journey this year and sharing them with you I can't wait to see the dahlias I'm also very interested in the vegetables as well, of course, but can't wait to see the dahlias. I'm pulling the face now, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you next time on the Slot from the Plot. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Well, it was great to be back on the allotment with Otis today, even though it was flipping cold up there. And we will return periodically to see how things are going on up there. Now, I'm really keen to hear from you and to find out what you're all growing. Are there any particular crops and varieties specifically that you highly recommend? Or perhaps there are crops and varieties that haven't done so well for you, so do let me know. I'm also really keen to find out if any of you have any great hacks or ideas for other growers to learn from. Have rats snaffled your sweet corn? Perhaps caterpillars have chomped away on your sprout crop. Do let me know what you do if you've got any little ideas that will stop those sorts of things from happening. I'm keen to learn and to share those with all of my listeners. I'm also very keen to hear about plant specials or celebrity interviews or any other topics you'd like me to feature on the podcast. Or maybe you're an expert grower yourself and would like to come along and have a chat with me about a topic you know lots about. I love hearing from you, even if it's just for a shout out and to say hello. So let me know by contacting me via my Instagram account where I'm Mike underscore the gardener. Or you can message me directly on the show's email address, which is mikethegardener01 at gmail.com. And that's Mike with an M-I-C. So finally today, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast as I've got some really great episodes and guests in the pipeline. I know, I'm a real tease, but seriously, there are some great plant specials heading our way and some very special guests. And if you're able to leave a review, I do read each and every one of them. But most importantly, it's great for those who are new to the podcast or who are thinking about subscribing to have a read and see what everybody thinks about it. Good and bad. Now, I usually say I'm off out into the garden. But it's pouring down here today, so I'm heading off to the potting shed to sow some seeds. So in the meantime, I'll see you all next week as usual. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.